Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 9, Ashes to Ashes. Mary, what happened this week? Jim and Cindy believe a man when he tells them 90 seconds is long enough for burglars to steal everything they have. (laughs) (laughs) They install a home alarm system, and Cindy becomes the head mom on the neighborhood watch or whatever. A new family has moved in down the street from the Walshes. Robinson Ash Jr. is the papa of Papa's Popcorn. His wife, Felicity, just might be a new friend for Cindy. Robinson Ash III, Robbie, aspires to be the new staff photographer for The Blaze. Sharish, oh, sorry. (laughs) Sharish Ash has decided not to transfer to West Bev and still attends her old school. Andrea cannot understand why Sharice would pass up the opportunity to go to a better school. Andrea encourages Brandon to write a story about it for The Blaze. Brandon attempts to use Robbie 3 to get closer to <laughs> Charisse before outright asking for an interview. Brandon convinces Charisse to go to the Peach Pit to meet the gang. Charisse's boyfriend, Devo DeMars, is violently detained by private security officers when attempting to visit Charisse at her new house. The officers accuse him of committing multiple recent break-ins in the area. Brandon writes an article about that for The Blaze instead. I hated this episode so much. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I felt like it could have been really good. It could have been really good. And I looked. They actually have... She only has one credit on 90210, mm-hmm. but there was a black writer on this episode. Oh, dang. Yeah. I looked her up. Hold on. I put her notable IMDb stuff. Mm-hmm. Judy Ann Mason. She wrote Sister Act 2. Oh, she wrote great on movie. Sanford. She wrote on Good Times. And she wrote on A Different World. And then she wrote this. And she had a couple of books. But yeah, through this whole episode, I was like, please tell me white people didn't write this episode. <laughs> but doesn't that almost make it worse? I It almost might. But oh, like... Oh, I feel so, so cringy. So much of it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like Andre being like, I can't understand why a black girl wouldn't want to transfer to this predominantly white school when we had an episode about us being racist about black people at this school last year. Right? Like, I don't know. Maybe she heard the rumors. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah, I don't... Mm. Everything. Everything was so bad but about this episode. But can we just talk real quick about how great the Ash family is, though? I loved all of them. Like, I didn't look up, actually, the mom and the dad, so Robbie, too. Robbie, Robbie Jr. Jr. <laughs> it was Shaft. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, well, I probably should have looked it up then, and I would have known that. But yeah, and I didn't look up the mom either, but um, definitely know the kids. Yep. And they were so good. I loved them all, and we will never see them again. I know. I'm like, you had an opportunity to launch Vivica A. Fox's career, and you had her here for one episode? Well, that was the thing. I realized it was like, they just tried to make Vivica A. Fox the girl (laughs) of the week. I know. Vivica A. Fox is no one's girl of the week. She has girls of the week. Right? (laughs) Like, fight me. Well, and then the uh, Robbie Three... Um, for those who don't know, it's Robinson Ash, Ash the III. Third, but Mary so sweetly called him Robbie Three, and I love that. So I will heretofore call him <laughs> Robbie Three. Henceforth, but he, henceforth, uh, he was in a bunch of episodes of one of my favorite shows on the CW. Another shout out to the CW, Arrow, and he oh. was like one of um, he's Oliver Queen's bodyguard's brother, and he had like bad PTSD from the war and like stuff like that. He was great. And I immediately recognized him, but I did not 
put two and two together, I was just I like, had to this look him up too. Because so yeah, I recognized him and he's mm-hmm. Clark from Bones. Right. Yeah. Because I saw he was in a lot of episodes of that too. With David but, Boreanaz, mm-hmm. also known as Angel. Exactly. So we're just making connections all over. But that's the thing. You had these great actors and these great people for one episode. Yep. And it was horrible. It's stupid. Okay. But let's get into the beginning of it. Okay. Because like literally the very first scene is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. We're opening at the Welsh house. <laughs> Jack and Candy's. Jack and Candy Welsh's house. Yeah, I was like, is this like a cult meeting? That's what I said. I said, did the Walshes join a cult? <laughs> and then the guy starts talking about like 90 seconds. That was a long time, wasn't it? Just enough time for someone uh-huh, uh-huh, to break into your house and steal all of your things. I can't do anything in 90 seconds. I don't know if you guys get this in the morning, <laughs> but like, are you ever in the morning getting ready and you're like, oh yeah, I've got plenty of time. And then you're like, oh, I forgot to go get my lunch bag or something like that. And then you look at the clock and somehow four minutes have passed. And you're mm-hmm. like, how how did that happen? It has not been four minutes. <laughs> All I had to do was open a closet door. <laughs> and just pull the bag right out. And four minutes. Yeah. Now no. I'm late. <laughs> like, <laughs> so much of me wants to be like, let's be silent for 90 seconds on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. No. I don't, I don't want to do that. Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Speaking of us being quiet. Oh, yeah. We can be quiet for the 10-second promo. Thir- it's a 30-second 30 30. promo. Okay. So, hold on. Let me turn up the volume on this. Tonight, the Walsh family is getting new neighbors. Oh, what are they like? Oh, well, you'll see. That means new friends. I'm Brandon. I'm Sharice. Welcome to Beverly Hills, Sharice. New troubles. You don't see the new kid on the block. You see the new black kid on the block. And new passion. I took her out last night. You did? 90210. This is very hip, Brandon. Very hip. An all-new episode tonight. So bad. This is very hip, Brandon. What is? Taking out a black girl? Oh, yes. What? (laughs) Turns out Kelly is also racist. Jesus. But honestly, I don't, like, at least she wasn't blatantly racist i'm sorry she and steve she was with steve when that happened and nobody called him out on it when in the basketball thing no when he oh no this episode when he asked about about the jungle fever oh yeah 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 okay that's a problem that was bad yeah disgusting yeah that's a problem oh god it's all Mm. yeah and that woman i didn't even write down old lady because i just called her racist old lady for the entire episode mrs cooper the racist old bat (laughs) (laughs) i kept calling her mrs carruthers which was the neighborhood (laughs) watch person in full house (laughs) who always wanted to squeeze joey's butt (laughs) god nothing ages well from the 90s never does yeah, so they open up on the neighborhood watch armed neighborhood patrol salesman man. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like, they just purchased it because somebody scared Cindy into doing it. Mm-hmm. And now he's just like, welcome, let's literally bring you into a cult meeting and to indoctrinate you yeah. with the rest of the patrol and the rest of my clients in this neighborhood. Which, like, I don't know the demographics well enough in LA and Beverly Hills and that sort of thing. But I feel like in the 90s, it was pretty, like, multicultural. Was it not? So the the only thing I really know about L.A. from the early 90s is from crime TV that I've watched. Mm. So, like, the Menendez brothers. O.J. And O.J. Yeah. And O.J. moving to his house was a huge thing. Okay. But he was like, I'm not black. I'm O.J. Right. So, I mean, there was that side of it. But, I mean, 
I think it doesn't even really matter about what the actual demographics were for the point of this show keeps saying that there are no black people anywhere. Mm -hmm. They had, what, five black people at their school last year, and it's because they were all on the basketball team. And we've never seen them again. We've never seen a black girl. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And we're in season two, episode nine. Yeah. Like, (sighs) this is a problem. I was going to say, they've kind of gotten a little varied, like, Brandon dated what's her face in East Side Story, mm-hmm. and then Carlo with a K. Carlo with a K, and then like Anna. Anna, but see, still, I I can't remember anybody's names. We had James, my other favorite character, oh, and James. he's gone forever. I love James. I love James, and I love Robbie Three. Honestly, we've had some really good like one-off characters that never come back. Yeah, like Kyle. I was gonna say Kyle. We're never gonna see Kyle never. again. Uh, I miss Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) I already miss Kyle. It's been like three episodes. But I hate that like, which I know this is like part of the time, but I hate that every single time we've gotten a character that's either it's a person of color or it's a minority of some sort, it's always a stereotype or meant to make a statement or meant to yeah. be a trope or something. Well, yeah, you've got Carla who's Hispanic and she saw gang members killing people. Well, and, and then, then she was the help, quote unquote, yeah. at the Walsh house. And then you've got him going to see Devo and they start playing rap music while he goes yeah. into the black neighborhood. And then three guys come out who are just gang members. Apparently you're like drug dealers or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's all too... It's too much. It's yeah. I don't. And then the the basketball episode last time, Mm -hmm. the only black people we saw were basketball players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just I don't. mm, I don't like it. I don't like it. It would be so easy to just hire someone and then Mm -hmm. put them in the show, and like you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to be like, "This is Carla with a K." By the way, did we tell you she's Mexican? Yeah. Like. She can just exist. She can, she can just, just be there. She can just be Carla with a K on the show. That makes me think of the panel we went to last year at DragonCon mm-hmm. about Black Panther, basically. But like... About how, like having people of color color mm-hmm. in pop culture. Well, and it not being... Like not making a statement. It's yeah. like literally that's just commonplace. Yeah. Like the world is like to just have people of all different races and all different backgrounds and all different whatevers. And it not be like, oh, this is the first all-black cast mm-hmm. movie or yeah. whatever. Well, it's like, you know, I listen to Teen Creeps and they read a bunch of like 80s and 90s uh, YA Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And every time, like, I think it's pretty prevalent in Christopher Pike and R.L. Stein, but mm-hmm. anytime someone is a person of color, you know it. Mm, yeah like it is just assumed that everyone is white yeah until they bring in like and here's josefina and her brown mexicans and da 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 and just like well that makes me you think don't of mean the, to it makes me think of the jk rowling thing where she never described hermione like from a skin color perspective she mm-hmm. just said she was a girl and mm-hmm. who was smart and had like a lot of hair mm-hmm. and then people got mad when like in that play or whatever they, they cast they cast a black woman yeah. and they were just like so it's like so what, <laughs> like you're casting Emma Stone as a, a what a Hawaiian person in Aloha, remember uh, that you're was? casting Scarlett Johansson yes. as everything. Yeah, it's like get over yourselves. <laughs> I mean, everyone, stop it. Yeah, but anyway, oh uh, yeah. So they're at this sales meeting, but they've already bought everything, and he calls them Jack and Candy Welsh, and Jim is just like, 
Jim and Cindy Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> Notice me. I know. They wanted so badly to be noticed. I know. And they've been there for so long. Yeah, it's been over a year at this point. Yeah. And like Cindy's the one that really wanted it. And she's been so freaked out. And she wants to get like super into the neighborhood Mm -hmm. watch, which like all I could think of is Cindy spends too much time at home alone. (laughs) And now she's talking to all these old biddies who spend too much time home alone behind their like garden walls of Beverly Hills. And and, like it just makes me think they're all just like staring out their window with like a cup of tea. Just binoculars walking. yes she's just like who's yeah. that who's there Literally. yeah because she's just like gossip 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 and mm-hmm. then she's talking about the new neighbors and like oh wait till you see them and that's when you like first clicked in i was like oh oh they're black and then richard roundtree's name showed up and i was like oh they're definitely black <laughs> i was like oh no i just yeah like i said it's all problematic because that's the point of the episode. Like, the only reason they're there is to make this point. I know. And it just, I mean, I get it, but I didn't, I don't like how they did it. Well, and there that, are parts of this episode that I think could have made a statement. Like, they could have been really good. Yes. But there are other parts of this episode that it didn't need to be a statement or or be. Or it was done wrong. Like, we mm-hmm. always talk about how Brandon's a white knight, and he's yeah. literally the definition of white savior right. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like... There was only one thing I liked about Brandon in this episode. Like, there's a couple things that he did that I, were, I was like, okay, like, he's actually, like, I think probably on a good side here. Mm-hmm. He's just... It's just none of his business. Well, that's the thing. Like, Brandon is pretty good at the whole social justice warrior kind of yeah. a thing but his attitude is so bad about it you're never going to get anybody on board with you mm-hmm. when you work at our town restaurant and you just say like i'm an investigative reporter and <laughs> yeah. i quit yeah or like in this one when they're all like you do not understand the race relations that are going on right mm-hmm. now i need you to drop it and he's like no that's and the thing he wants to be that warrior but he doesn't see the big picture that's the thing. He doesn't try to understand why they're so scared about yeah. making a big deal of this. Exactly. And he's trying to advocate for people, but not listening to the people he's That's trying exactly, to advocate for. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, he he has the right thing in mind, yeah. but he's not giving power to those people's voices that should have the power to do it. Exactly. That's, he's that's being a white savior. It's like that next step for Brandon should be learning and listening and and just shutting up for a second and listening to these the people that he genuinely likes and genuinely wants to fight for and then just then take it from there it's Mm -hmm. like you just you're just missing one step yeah because your heart's in the right place and you're being a good person you just you're 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 speaking from a place of privilege yeah you're not going about it the right way because you don't understand and there are people that you are talking to right now Mm -hmm. ash the second and the third could easily tell you all these things. Vivica and, A. Fox yeah. deserves your attention. I was going to say, in Vivica, I mean, Vivica was awesome. I? Ugh. Oh. I kept calling her Vivica because, I mean, I knew her name was Sharice, but I just kept calling her Vivica because she's well, so cool. Well, you can't not. She's <laughs> Vivica A. Fox. I know. She's so cool. She's this, another one that has the name. I was about to say that. This is like this third episode in a row where we've like found, you're like, I don't know anyone like that. And now, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it just keeps <laughs> happening. By the way, there was no Emily Valentine in this episode, and we were so excited about Wildfire going to ashes to ashes. That's the thing. And the then show, she's gone. Yeah, this show baffles me sometimes because it's like, okay, plot, 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 random episode. Plot, plot, plot. 
You know what I mean? Like it goes back and forth. It's like, okay, you think we're going to get some momentum with like actual plot. And then you get a random episode that has nothing to do with anything else. Well, and honestly, Emily Valentine probably could have added a lot to this episode with the Mm. fact that she's lived in so many different places and her dad has worked for all of these liberal magazines and whatnot. Like she probably could have had a really good perspective. That's a good point. But they just didn't bother to put her character in. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many episodes she was originally signed on to do. And maybe they just didn't expect to like have her back yeah maybe like how dylan was only supposed to be in two episodes yeah maybe they didn't expect like a big following or like people to like her as much because i don't know how 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 much testing they would do back then yeah i really don't know how you would get information on these kinds of things right because there's no (laughs) we should do research (laughs) (laughs) this is a research free podcast everything we just speculation (laughs) um so yeah, they get through all of the like special guest stars, Richard Roundtree, Vivica A. Fox, the guy who plays Robinson. I didn't write down his name because I got so excited. He's from Bones. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I didn't write him. Yeah, I said, oh, I know where he's from. Andy, John's little brother in Arrow. <laughs> That's it. It's cool. We're cool. Don't worry about it. Um, And then, yeah, so people are just like existing around the school and doing things and someone is photographing them mm-hmm. and... That got really old really fast. It sure did. Because I'm like, there's no way you're here on Brandon's face and here on Sharice's face. Every <laughs> time. Especially the last shot in the yeah. episode. It's like, yeah. how is he on both sides of the road at once? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they overuse that camera effect. It Definitely. got really old really fast. And like, it was kind of super creepy. Like, it came off stalkery. Which, For a second, I thought it was David. <laughs> well, and then when Donna makes the comment later, that's like, he reminds me of David <laughs> yeah. Silver, except he's black. Oh, my Look. God. Yeah. I was just like, he does. He's creepy. He's taking pictures of all of you without your consent, without mm-hmm. any awareness. And then they submit all the photos, I guess, of other stuff, because there's no way he'd, like, process them that fast. But somehow oh, no. he did, because... Okay, but when Andrea is holding up the pictures, there's literally one of Brenda from this morning. Oh, okay. I was wondering, and I wasn't paying attention to what was on the photos. Yeah, so he gets them to Andrea, not that she's ever met him, because apparently he's just a specter. Like, yeah, it's like he was like weaving in and out. Like, he's like a Spider Man. He's like taking all these photos and then just dropping them on the desk. No one knows who he is. (laughs) Who's taking these photos? It's Gossip Girl. I don't want him to be Dan Humphreys. <laughs> no, God. No one wants him to be no one wants to be Dan Humphreys. And no one wants Gossip Girl to be Dan Humphreys. Oh my god, that was such a stupid ending. So dumb. Yeah, so he's oh, like spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that show's over. Um Yeah, so he's like dropped all these photos off and Andrea's super excited about it and she sends Brandon to go see if he can take sports photos after yep. he does that weird British accent where he's like, ah, oh, Robinson Ash the third. Oh yeah. He's like, not mm. to be confused with Robinson Ash the fourth. Oh, yeah. Robinson Ash the fifth. <laughs> like, mm, he like, why wouldn't you count down? <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> why wouldn't you say anything else? Why are you assuming this kid has not only a son, <laughs> grandchildren? But a grandson? <laughs> well, he did date a girl who was a mom. True. And Sandy, who was older. Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Andrea, who's 30. Yeah. Every time Nate sees her on screen, he, he's literally like, she's so old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess technically, like, being 30, you could be a grandmother. If you had your kid at 15 oh. and then they had their kid at 15. Yikes. It'd have to be real young, but it's possible. Man, that would be intense. That's a lot of life 
things happening at a young age. I know. I can barely imagine a child at this point, let alone a grandchild. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway. Okay. So Brandon goes to the tech room to go find yes. him because everyone takes tech class. Which is awesome. I mean, West yeah. Bev is high on STEM. <laughs> they need to be high on steam. No art. That's true. That's true. I guess there was drama in uh, yeah, the summer, summer school. school. But that was a summer school class. All right. I take it back. West Bev is a great school. <laughs> everyone should want to go there. Andre is right. What the hell is everyone else thinking? <laughs> Come on, Charisse. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes into this class and he walks up to a white person that he doesn't know and goes, you must be Robinson Ash. Jesus, Brandon. Again, he... Is exactly as that. I keep going back to the um, the what you call it, the person who did the twin test or whatever. Yeah. And they're like that must have been when that test taker or I mean test giver whatever they're called, um, gave out the results. That had to have been their character bio. Yeah. It's like they formed this, and now we're gonna stay true to that no matter yeah. what. Because he's so like. He does not see the big picture. He doesn't. Like, all he would have to do is go to the teacher and be like, hey, I'm looking for Robinson Ash the third. Or literally just announce when he walks in, hey, is there a guy named Robinson here? Yeah. <laughs> and then Robbie three turns mm-hmm. around and is like, hey, what's up? And he's like, so cute. doesn't make a huge deal out of the fact that he's like, you're Robinson Ash. Mm-hmm. How would a black person be named Robinson Ash the third? Like, get the fuck over yourself, Brandon. That was super annoying. Yeah. Um, I do like when Andrea is talking to him and telling him to go find Robinson and she says something along the lines of like, why wouldn't you like him? You like everybody. It's like, that is not true. Yeah, I was about to say, Brandon likes everybody? No. Brandon yells at everybody and then they call him out on it and then he likes them and then we never see them again. Right. Yeah. Brandon barely likes his friends. Yeah. (laughs) He talks shit all the time about all of them. Well, his temper is so easily like thrown off kilter Mm -hmm. so how can he possibly like any i don't know that he likes anyone that's the thing i feel like every time andrea says these things about him like it's perfect for you to run for president nobody (laughs) knows you yet so nobody can hate you that's the thing i think brandon is just so easily persuaded Mm -hmm. that andrea is like yeah you like everyone wink wink i do like everyone (laughs) exactly and then he leaves and she's like he hates everyone this is gonna go horribly but i'm getting a staff photographer (laughs) i just need to get him in the door then i can keep him here exactly just lead that horse to water i'll make him drink (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he shows up and they're you know talking and talking and he's like oh but can you shoot uh sports Mm mm-hmm and then they go shoot band. not sports. They shoot band. I was so happy to see <laughs> they, band. <laughs> they weren't actually that good of photos. No, though. they were bad. I have a question about band. Go okay. So there was a bass clarinet player. Yeah. And she had a clear solo cup as a mute in her. Yeah, that's not a thing. No. She was just drinking on the job. And, <laughs> and she's the only person with a mute in her instrument. And I'm like, why the bass clarinet? And not the loud ass squeaky trumpet. Yeah, so bass clarinets do not have mutes, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, you can have a bass clarinet in the marching band. So that is confirmed. Because a lot of times, like, you know, when they show marching bands on television, they show an instrument that is not ever in the marching band, like a bassoon or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't have mutes in bass clarinets. So she, I think, was just having a place to hold her drink. <laughs> oh my God. It was just really weird to me. Because think about it, like, 
it's a reed instrument. Yeah. So the sound like can't be muted. It's not like it's, you're just pushing the air through with your own mouth. Yeah, because like, the nothing... sound is like up here yes. towards your mouth and not down at the end where the air comes out. Exactly. Whereas a trumpet, it's just like a wah. Yeah. <laughs> like and... you're literally like using your your mouth to make the sound. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a clarinet or a bass clarinet, you're using the reed as yeah. a medium to push the yeah. sound through. The reed vibrates and makes the noise. Mm-hmm. And in a trumpet, you like... Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. You literally make like a fart sound. Yeah, and, and it just makes a push sound. it through. Yeah, but that just bothered me a lot. I was mm-hmm. like, get that cup out of there. <laughs> yeah, no homegirl was just partying. <laughs> the middle of the day. You yeah, it's like the beginning bitch. of the day. It's like nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. Hey man, you gotta yeah, do what you gotta I, do. <laughs> Beverly Hills is a tough place. That's right. So we've heard. Ugh. Yeah, and so they're talking, and I don't know. He I makes started... some weird comment, like, remember, because it was about the whole, like, yeah, you just can't take a joke. Or, yeah. Or a goof. A goof. A goof. Goof. Yeah, well, because that's when he asked Brandon for a ride home, uh-huh. because they live so close to each other, and Brandon is just like, nah. You know what? <laughs> you know what the problem is? You don't know how to take a goof. Goof. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I hear the like, word goof, sometimes I think of Christopher Walken. Goof. Like, <laughs> I just think of a goofy movie. Oh, yeah. Goof Troop. That's a little closer to the actual word. Um, you know, like, I just, I didn't care. So I was just like, whatever. It was like weird flirting. <laughs> well, th- like, you're trying to make them be friends. But it, yeah, it was just weird. It was awkward. He's, Brandon's not good with banter. You know who is? Kelly and Steve. Kelly and Steve are good with banter. Mm-hmm. They just get a little racist sometimes. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because we go to Cindy and Cindy's making a new best friend. Yeah. She and Mrs. Ash definitely hit it off. Yeah. She opens the door and just like shoves a casserole at her and I'm like, I brought you this. Yeah. But I think with Cindy, like she's itching for friends. Oh, yeah. Like she's grasping at anyone who's a woman and is like, be my friend. Because the people she has are Mrs. Cooper? Mrs. Carruthers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The people she has... Or Mrs. Cooper, who's just racist old bitty. <laughs> Anna, who pretended not to speak English to get out of being friends with her. And she pays her. And she pays her. <laughs> and Jim. Mm. And her children. And her children's friends. She just hangs out with a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Like, I really wished, like, once Jackie Taylor got out of rehab. That they'd, that be, they'd friends. be friends. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be cute. But no. N- no, I feel like, yeah, Cindy's just itching for friends mm-hmm. and i loved when she's talking to mrs ash i didn't mm-hmm. write her name down i didn't either i wrote mrs oh. ash felicity thank oh, you I think it was in your synopsis that's yeah. right i promise i listened to your synopsis <laughs> it's okay i said funny things that were distracting <laughs> <laughs> so true or whatever <laughs> yeah and felicity like Takes the casserole from her and is like, oh, you know, I'd invite you in, da-da-da-da. And Cindy's having good banter with yes. her. And then Felicity is like, it's a good thing all those break-ins started happening before we moved here. And Cindy's face is like white guilt of like, oh, yeah. What do I say to this? I mean, I cringed. I was I like, oh, shit. Well, because that's the thing is like, we don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. Because it's true. Well, and I, and like... Probably in Cindy's case, she's probably like, I don't want you to think that I think that you would or anyone that would you guys would break. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, have you heard about the Neighborhood Watch? Yeah, exactly. Join like, it. Yeah. I want you in it. I don't think I should be watching you. I think you should be watching me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did. I did the break-ins. I did it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely. I don't know what I would do. I like because if you laugh at it, uh, it's that's uncomfortable. A, if like, you don't, it's uncomfortable. No, that's the problem. Is like there's a grain of truth in it, and especially the fact that Miss Cooper even was just like, "Ugh, those new neighbors. Wait till you see them." Yeah, like like Cindy already it's has there. this like thought in her head that like Mrs. Cooper thinks that there's a problem with the new neighbors. So when she goes in the door and the new neighbors make a joke about being new neighbors and all the break-ins, you're just like, oh dear, this is a problem. She's just like, oh fuck, you're not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like funny. It's like funny realism. That, yeah, no, that's exactly it is, you know, as soon as Felicity said that, she was just like, Mrs. Cooper, Mrs. Cooper, Mrs. Cooper, Mrs. Cooper. Exactly. Like that is going through her head of like, oh my God. There are people in this neighborhood, like, I just got a security system right after you moved in. Yep. Like, it's a coincidence. It's correlation, not causation. Exactly. But, ugh. Yeah, big ol' yikes. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway. Moving on. So, yeah, Cindy basically just leaves. Mm-hmm. But they had a really good rapport other than, yeah. like, uncomfortable white person guilt. Yeah, they were cute. And so you get to Brandon driving Robinson home and they're talking about how Robinson Ash, the junior, mm-hmm. is what, Papa from like Papa. Papa's Popcorn yep. or whatever. Man, that'd be such a great way to get famous. Like make some really good popcorn. I know. Well, and they were talking about how they were, they had like extra crispy, light, and like Cajun spicy. And I was mm-hmm. like, hit me up with some of that. I know, right? Like, like mm-hmm. I want one of those giant tins that's divided into thirds. With and just all, all three of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I promise I'm not friends with you just for your popcorn. <laughs> But but it's a perk. Let's be real. You get the popcorn too. You get it. <laughs> I know. Well, and I thought it was really funny that Brandon was like, "Oh, my sister lives off that stuff," and I was like, "Brenda does not eat all of these foods. No, she does not eat popcorn and chocolate and French fries. Not when like the second episode, she was like, "How many calories are in a slice of kiwi?" Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there is no way that Brenda is actually eating all this food, and I love how many times they just talk about how much food Brenda eats. Yeah, because like I'm like, yeah, same. But, like, we have not actually seen her eat these foods. So who's, we've seen her get a double scoop of ice cream. And at the sleepover. Oh, yeah. Like, we got yeah, to yeah. see her pig out that one time. That's true. So we know she's capable. I just don't believe it. Yeah. I've seen her in those dresses. True. She does not eat French fries. True. That doesn't happen. Or if she does, she runs a lot more than yeah. we see. <laughs> she's she's the one that, like, she and Dylan go to the peach pit, and she's like, no, I'm not hungry. And Let's then just like... a bite like, of a bite. <laughs> Somebody order some carbs so I can have a bite. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Brenda lives off that stuff. Five kernels of popcorn. Yeah, right. Like, oh, I'm survived. so full. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't eat another bite. <laughs> Don't even ask me to. Oh, well, okay, I'll have one. But that's it. <laughs> I'm not hungry. Can I have one of your fries? Mm-hmm. I'll just have this kiwi. <laughs> I'm just going to have some calories. salad. I don't even like dressing. I'm just going to have dry salad. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Brandon drops him off yep. and gets popcorn from him or like the agreement to make the exchange for popcorn later. Right. I will drive you to school in the morning if you give me popcorn. Give me popcorn. <laughs> Pay me in popcorn. <laughs> Deal. Right? I'll like, take that deal every day. Oh my God. Bring me just bags of, bring me a box of like the six bags of popcorn once a week. Yes. I'm good. 
oh, and like switch up the flavors. You know, there's like a cheesy flavor somewhere in there. I gotta, I gotta think there's a ranch in there, some sort of ranch flavor. I wonder if ranch was as popular in 1992 as it is now. Maybe not in California. Ooh, what if there's... When did Doritos cool, Cooler Ranch come oh, out? Oh, that's a good question. That is a really um, good question. I should have Googled that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something the other day that was like ranch pickle flavored chips or something. Oh, it was weird. like too many flavors, but I was like, but maybe. No, but maybe. <laughs> um, okay, so looking up Cool Ranch Doritos... I'm just gonna look up the flavor of ranch. <laughs> when did ranch powder become a thing? <laughs> I'm just googling the flavor of ranch. <laughs> just Google ranch. Okay. Oh wow. Whoa. What'd you find? Um. Ooh, 1986. Yeah. But I like got... Doritos was 66. Wow. Wow. I got ranch dressing was 1954. Whoa. Yeah. So damn, how it took Doritos forever. It took like 30 years. 20 years. I found the his, the origins of ranch on everything. It's from hungryhowiespizza.com. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's they knew that's the content we need. <laughs> it's just weird. That In 1972, weird. the Hidden Valley Ranch brand was bought out by Clorox. HVR. Yes, a well-known cleaning pr- company purchased Cleaning a salad company. dressing yeah clorox oh dear why would mm. uh-oh around <laughs> have the, we been eating clorox around the 1980s clorox decided to reformulate the dressing to make it more convenient for customers one of the biggest changes was to include buttermilk flavoring rather than buttermilk in order to create a more stable product oh dear <laughs> gross so gross buttermilk flavoring um Oh, they have references. NPR. It's official. Americans are floating in a pool of ranch. Oh. Gross. So gross. I love Oh, have y'all seen the commercials for Hidden Valley where, like, she goes through uh, airport security and they pull out the bottle and they're like, you can't take this with you. And then she just opens it it and drinks it. Oh, my God. That just makes me think of the SNL skit with Melissa McCarthy where she's a ranch taste test subject. (laughs) We got to watch it after this because okay. it's freaking hilarious. It's oh my, my favorite God. thing. I used to go to summer camp with a girl who would bring a bottle of ranch with her with lunch. And she wouldn't like eat all of it. Yeah. But she ate it on her chips and her carrots oh, and her sandwich. Like I mean, everything. And I hate then, to say it, but I'm a big ranch proponent. So that sounds about right for me. I mean, <laughs> I like ranch dressing, but all I can think of is in elementary school, we would like, you know, get the rectangle pizza. Mm-hmm. And we had a salad bar and then like you'd get your like chocolate milk and whatnot and we would try and like gross each other out by being like, oh, you should put chocolate milk on your rectangle pizza. Oh, yeah. And like one of the things that we did, we would put a bunch of ranch dressing on and be like, oh my God, that's so gross. But like now you can just get barbecue chicken ranch pizza. That's like right. it's not gross. I know. Ranch on pizza so good. In third grade, we were just like... Ew, you're not eating your rectangle pizza plain. Yeah, you just don't have an elevated palate back then. <laughs> elevated to ranch. <laughs> elevated to ranch. Elevated to buttermilk seasoning. Yes. Clorox seasoning. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god, what if they had bought it so that they could turn it into a cleaning product? They were like, actually this formula is really good on floors. But people also like to eat it, so we're just gonna rebrand. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's cleaning products you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like ketchup's a really good varnish. Oh yeah, I forgot it's really about good that. on silver. <laughs> like so strange. Probably because of the acid or whatever yeah. it breaks down tarnish or whatever. I think that's exactly what it is. But every time I think of it, I'm like, I ain't that. I had yeah, that this like, morning. What's that doing to my stomach? Oh, <laughs> uh, I like orange oil on wood floors mm-hmm. to make them all shiny and smell good. I like that too. That's nice. <laughs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> back on track. Back to Brandon, who yes. backs into Vivica, Vivica A. Fox. A. Fox. And then they just start yelling at each other in yeah. the street. And she's like, well, my father hears about this. And she does the head thing. And I yep. was just like, Brandon, run in fear. <laughs> yeah. Cower. Hey, this is Cower. Vivica. Bow down. Be yeah. scared. I wrote down that, like, Brandon and the, before we knew her name, and the Ash sister literally run into each other. And Brandon has found his anger match. <laughs> it's a meet cute. It is a meet cute. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah. I mean... They just yell at each other. And I then, mean, and then they get weirdly close facially. But that's the thing. Like, people really love putting in, like, TV shows and movies that, like, tension. Ugh, and you I just know. get, like, really close and you're yelling at each other and then you just smush faces. Well, and then, like, after you have that original thing, you're supposed to get really angry or, like, talk a lot about them to your family. And they're like, oh, you can't seem to shut up about that new girl. Exactly. Yeah. Which is Which, what Brandon does. I was going to say, that's exactly <laughs> what he does. He goes home and he starts yelling and Jim's just like, mm. I'm not going to sue the black people. Sorry. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what that was, right? Well, yeah. I mean, first he tells Brandon, like, I'll pay for it. And so now I'm like, why is Brandon still mad? He's literally not having to pay for this. But then, yeah, Jim's basically like, um, no, I'm sorry. I'll pay, but I'm out. Like, I don't want to see them. We're just, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Like, we're, it's insurance. It's insurance reasons. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) I I mean, like. I feel like that kind of makes sense for Jim. It's like, let's not increase our insurance premiums and also let's not alienate this new family on their first day in our neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. I think, like, I have no problem with that. I think what was so interesting to me in the scene was that Brandon just did not get it. Like, Brandon seems to insist that he doesn't see color. And, like, I think in this point he's literally blind. Like, I don't think that was a good thing of, like, I don't see color. I want to punish her for running into my car. Yeah. But, like... They're the new only black family in a completely white neighborhood that's already alienating them. And day one, you're going to go start yelling at her for hitting your son's car. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there's like something to be said for not seeing color, but there's also a point at which you still have to understand the dynamics of everything else that's going on. So Mm -hmm. like, cool that you don't see, you know, color with Sharice or with Robinson or like whatever, but at the same time, you have to read the room almost. Like you have to understand what's going on in the outs in the big picture. Like we always talk about Brandon not understanding the big picture. Like well, he just doesn't get it. And like Devo later in the episode even brings up the you know L.A. riots and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And like Brandon, that just happened. You were in L.A. when that happened. Well, and that's the thing. Like this is ninety. 90- Two. Yep. And so the OJ stuff literally just happened. Well, and Rodney King happened six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this just happened, and it blows my mind that Brandon is not even just a little bit sensitive to what's going on. Yeah, I mean, this is literally the time of Tupac and Biggie and, like, the police brutality. You know happened. Brandon does not listen to well, Tupac and Biggie. But, but whether or not you listen to them, it's more just the national He should be landscape. aware of it. Yeah, because, like, yeah. They, Tupac and Biggie, like, burst onto the stage and this was when all the like like you said the la riots like police brutality was a really big bfd like it was like actually coming out onto tv exactly and like 
I love that Jim is just like, he's your son, Cindy. I can't talk to Like, you talk to him. Yeah. I'm and like, since when have you been like that? Oh, I loved it. I was <laughs> just like, he is just not getting it. Mm-hmm. And like, they were really, what the episode did do well is Jim and Cindy really skirt around the actual issue. Like, right. it is there underneath the surface. And you know that that's some of what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. But they won't come out and say it. Yeah, it's. They did, yeah. I mean, they did do a good job of almost like, yeah, like you said, skirting around it, but almost like they don't want to admit that there's a problem. That's what I mean. Like, they're too scared of, like, white guilt and all Mm -hmm. this kind of, like, we are in a place of privilege, so, like, we're just going to pay it and move on. It's not worth, like, bringing this whole thing up. They just moved here. The neighborhood's going to hear about it because Mm -hmm. everyone's such a gossip. Right. And even Cindy says all this stuff of like, we're not going to do that to them because they just moved here and we're going to make things as easy as possible. Nobody talked to us for two months, which I think is because Cindy wouldn't stop talking shit about everybody for two months. Well, and she wouldn't leave the house. Yeah. She just bitched. Yeah. And I was like, I hate Beverly Hills. This is the worst place. I'm not coming out of my house. No, 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 no. They had to hire someone to talk to her. Which I'm glad that she didn't take that same approach. Like... She could have easily just been like, well, nobody greeted us when we came here, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go greet anyone, you know, when we get new neighbors. She literally goes to their doorstep and is like, hi. Yeah, which, you know, you kind of get the feeling that she's probably the only one in the neighborhood that did that. Exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, even Brenda calls it out of like, well, that was because we were from Minnesota. And Cindy was just like, shut up. (laughs) Stop. Yeah. Like, you children know nothing. They don't. And then, yeah, so Cindy is just like, calm your tits, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Sit your ass down. We'll pay for your car. Exactly. And then you go to the Ash house, Mm -hmm. and it's the exact same thing. And Shaft is just like, we're going to pay for this. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. It's totally fine. You need to go over there and say that we're going to pay for it. And then I don't remember what Robinson said, but I loved Vivica. This is an A and B conversation. See your way out of it. Classic comeback. Like, oh, 1992. I wrote it down too. I loved it. It was a perfect thing. Like, and what I loved about this scene is they seemed, I know obviously like the Walsh family is like the core family unit, unit, but I thought they did a really good job of making this family also a core family unit. Like all of these actors were just so good and had great chemistry with each other and they made you really feel like, oh my God, I would want to watch a show with them as the main family. Oh yeah, I would see that spinoff yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting also that they're a family that moved into Beverly Hills rather mm-hmm. than having been in Beverly Hills this whole time. So they are that like core family. Yeah, for sure. Like they're not like Kelly's family or the Silvers or, you know, whoever. Yeah, they didn't know. grow up with this history of the fame and and glitz and glamour of beverly hills they did their thing elsewhere and just brought it here which also they mentioned that they moved there from inglewood which i looked up because i was like is inglewood that bad of an area Mm -hmm. that's where randy's donuts is oh yeah i looked it up and ingles inglewood california is just randy's donuts is the first picture that popped up and i was like that place is fine well we're good where is it in relation to it's by lax Okay, okay, so it's a little... So it is south. Yeah. Like, it is farther south of Beverly Hills, and, like, I couldn't really figure out exact crime statistics for, like, time periods, Mm because it was pretty general on the Wikipedia page, 
But it even says, like, there is technically a higher murder rate in Inglewood than in the rest of the country, but it's still not high. Hmm. Like, that's not actually, like, the prevalent crime that's going to happen there. Interesting. Like, and I'm sure things were different, you know, 30 years ago and right. whatnot. There's a lot that I don't know about. But, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I just thought it was really funny that Randy's Donuts came up. And I was like, didn't we just hear about that last week? Yeah, it's like Dylan drove all the way to Randy's Donuts and then came to school. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I've had those I mean, donuts. Fair, but it's like, are they still going to be hot and fresh? Like, how far, like, you know. I don't think they are hot and fr- I've I go in, like, the middle of the day, oh, okay. and they're okay. still delicious. So, fair. like, you just got to try Randy's Donuts. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a podcast trip to LA. <laughs> we're going to go get Randy's Donuts and then we're just going to come home because I have nothing else. I want to go to Tamale Heaven. Oh, oh yeah. I really want to go to Tamale Heaven. And obviously the Peach Pit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it and was a real thing. the school. No, it is a real thing. It is? That, no, the Apple Pan. Oh, The Apple yeah. Pan is a real thing. Yeah, and yeah. technically the Peach Pit's a real thing right now because they were doing that pop-up. Right. I right. think it's probably gone by now because the show's over. Mm-hmm. But it, it was there. We got to go check out all the landmarks. We can go to the Walsh house. Yep. We can. And yeah, definitely the school. You mentioned the school. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we can find the makeout spot. <laughs> I'm just going to go to like the top of any mountain and be like, we found it. Yep. Just like go to up to the Hollywood sign or something and pretend that's where it is. That's and almost yeah. definitely where it is. Yeah. Like they took the teacher on like a tour to the most touristy spots. The Chinese theater. There is no way... Yeah. That the new girl in school, they didn't just take her to the Hollywood sign. Mm-hmm. Come on. We know. We know their games. Um, yeah, so he goes, they like have to meet in the middle to be like, well, my dad insists that he's going to pay for stuff. Well, my dad insists that he was going to pay for stuff. Oh, our dads are really similar. <laughs> Sexual tension. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ruined <laughs> by Robinson snapping photos somehow from both directions. So weird. And they're like really up close too. I know it's like, like literally like the camera frame. It's this. It's the storyboard. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to imagine him just very closely circling around them with his <laughs> camera. Just be like, don't look at me. Just just do what you're don't doing. Don't look at me. Look at each other. I'm yeah. not even here. <laughs> <laughs> click click click. Oh God. But then doesn't Brandon is the next scene when Brandon goes back to Andrea and is trying to like pitch the story or whatever? Um, I so the next thing I have in my notes is when they find out that Sharice does not go to West Beverly. So I think you're right. Yeah. And then Brandon's just like, why wouldn't you want to go to the best school in the state, I guess, in the area, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all I could think was like, weren't you racist last season and steve like do you not remember all of this happening when a bunch of black people showed up and you just decided that they were all that not faking their their grades yeah Yeah. like come on so yeah yeah, i think that's when he goes to andrea and she's just like i don't understand what story yeah what what story is here (laughs) which is totally out of character for andrea because i feel like she's very aware well and i feel like she would try and find a story and then she eventually does because she's like i'm sitting here lying through my teeth to get into this school and she doesn't want to go which is then andrea not realizing the difference in circumstances right for sure And, and yeah i mean i think she's aware to a point she's aware she's aware of what she wants to be aware of but then everything else i feel like it's kind of just she just doesn't get yeah, well, because then she tells him to use Robinson to get to his sister. I'm exactly. like, you don't think that's going to upset him? Yeah. Like, she doesn't 
see that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they switch over to Robinson, and that's where he's taking photos of everyone without asking permission and just, like, standing in the middle of the quad being, like, click, click, click. Mm-hmm. And then Donna's like, he kind of reminds me of David Silver. Yes, Donna. Yes, he yes, does. He does. He does a lot. Just cuter and like not at like he's it's not creepy, obsessive. But yeah, but like obsessive. I think he just doesn't understand like consent forms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's just signed on to be with the school paper, so I think he's like, this is totally okay, right? Because that's I, what yeah. David was doing last year with the video camera, being like, I'm on the, the video yearbook staff. That's true. Which I'm not convinced is a thing. Me I either. Know. We've never heard about it since then. At least we see the newspaper. Yep. Um. But yes, they go, and I guess Brandon is asking about getting to her, because I keep, like, skipping so many things in my notes, because the next thing I have is where Brandon's being like, it's never stopped me before about dating a black girl. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, it was Claps like... Claps for Brandon? Yeah. Like- <laughs> snaps for dating everyone? Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm just a slut. Yeah. Like, that was, I think he was trying to be like, I date all the girls. Ha 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 ha. I'm easy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did like when Donna was like, he kind of reminds me of David Silver. And then they're like, except he's black. And Dylan was like, I didn't know David Silver was black. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Just like, oh, Dylan. What if that was improv? I hope so. (laughs) I just love it. Like, Dylan's actually being the good guy, like always. I know. Well, I think because that's a good way to cut tension. Well, and he's just like, stop being weird, guys. Exactly. Don't make that a thing. Totally. Whatever. Yeah, I think I missed things, too, because the next note I had was Vivica calling Devo. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, yeah. But I I don't remember what they talked about. (laughs) So that was when they... Like, Brandon goes home with Ash Robinson, Mm -hmm. and, like, the mom is coming down the stairs, and she is looking good. That's right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And he's like, Mom, you look so great. And she's like, thanks, I'm leaving. You're on your own. Yeah. He's like, I invited a friend over without telling you so you could feed him. Mm -hmm. What the hell? And she's like, popcorn? Yeah. Um, My favorite thing is like, oh, try out the Cajun light on him. (laughs) (laughs) Use him as a test subject. But don't go too spicy. Mm-hmm. Don't He's- give him the Cajun. The Cajun light is for Brandon. <laughs> yeah. I love that she leaves and he's like, I mean, she said feed me. Yeah. I was told there'd be popcorn. Where's the popcorn? I'm here for the popcorn, not for you, Robinson. Exactly. I'm only using you for your popcorn and your sister. Yeah. Well, because that's when she's talking to Devo and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, my parents are going to be out all night. You should really come up here. And he's like, how am I supposed to get up to Beverly Hills? Mm-hmm. You have a car. You come down here. True. Which, I mean totally makes sense like he had to like find his way up there with the greatest character on this episode yeah his boss oh yeah i loved that guy so he much was awesome. he and was another minority right yeah i think yeah. he was hispanic like ramon or something ramon that's right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um, it's like we got a good dose of we got diversity but for one episode and one episode only well and the thing is like ramon was on screen for like two minutes yes and I mean, he was, he was a plot device. He He's made being the like, most of his two minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was great. And I looked him up and he is like, he works. Oh, he has cool. been on a ton of soap operas mm-hmm. and for like 
20, 40 some odd episodes. So like hmm. he works. That's awesome. Because like soap operas require a lot. That's true. Because a lot of them are like daily episodes. Yeah. Which so. blows my mind that you can have like a 2000 episode show. Yes. Like. Crazy. <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to do General Hospital. Back to General <laughs> Hospital. Oh we're going to start imagine? at the beginning. That is the longest running soap opera. I know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, my mom used to watch that all the time when I was in elementary school and like middle school and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then she like picked it back up at some point. I was oh, like, dear. how do you know what's going on? And she was like, they just do the same plots over and over again. It is true. My mom watched The Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless. And I was like, mom, why do you watch both of them? Like, aren't they the same? And she's like, well, some characters I like in one and some the other. And I'm like, <laughs> but they're the same. And she's like, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> I know. She's yeah. like, this is my thing. Get out of here. Yeah. No, my mom was like, I like it. And? Yeah. Yeah. What's your point? <laughs> yeah. I don't judge what you want. You exactly. go watch five episodes of Barney. I'm going to watch General <laughs> Hospital. Stick to Doug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been great if I started watching Degrassi and she walked in and was just like, really? <laughs> yeah. You, pot. Meat kettle. <laughs> this this is what's happening here? You're yeah. going to judge me for General Hospital? <laughs> She's wearing a thong. That's the big thing on this episode. That's it. She's wearing a thong. At least mine is like he came back from the dead and then put his brain into somebody else's body. But had amnesia. And found a long last stepsister. And I'm, don't forget about his evil twin. I was going to say he's his own twin. <laughs> he's his own twin. Oh, good times. Oh, but anyway, on this soap opera. Yes. That's, I guess, at the point where, like, Devo says he's not going to come see her. So Brandon's like, well, come hang out with me. And then totally bails on Robinson so that he can take out his sister, which is such a dick move. Mm. Like, come on. Yeah. I Like, why didn't he just bring both of them out? Yeah. Literally. Like, You're just going to abandon Robinson. Robbie three. Just to eat popcorn by himself. But at least he gets the Cajun and not the Cajun light. I know. I love <laughs> that he comes in with the bag of popcorn and is like, hey, I'm ready. And Brandon's like, cool, see ya. Bye. And yeah, so he takes her to the peach pit because that's where they all go. Yep. And everyone's already there. And David makes it weird. <laughs> As he does. You can just call us the three Ds. I don't think so. <laughs> Dylan's just like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's. David, Donna, and Dylan, mm-hmm. and then he goes over, and Steve and Kelly are there, and then they act a little racist. Yeah, because they're all like, like "You were going to date." See, it would have been one thing if they're like baffled by her gorgeousness mm-hmm. because she's hella gorgeous. Which, like, Brenda is like, "Oh my god, I love your jacket or yeah. your outfit or whatever." I'm like, "That's great!" Like, you're commenting on clothing, the things that you can bond over, which totally makes sense for Brenda. Exactly. And then Kelly is just like. Brandon, this is so exotic of you. So hip. Yeah. And I didn't didn't think it was bad at first, but then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. She's not talking about it's hip that he's dating someone so fashionable. Yeah. She's saying it's hip because she's black. Yeah. Like, what? Which Kelly wouldn't be for anyway because she thinks that Brandon's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't either. But while they're at the peach pit is Mm -hmm. when... Ramon has convinced Devo to change his shirt, go buy some flowers and strawberry yogurt, Mm -hmm. and then make his way up into Beverly Hills, where he can't find their address, but he knows what street they live on, so he's just like... Walking the street. (laughs) Being a black man existing in a white neighborhood. Because that's like... They tried to play it out as like lurking, because he was trying to see the houses of like, okay, well, where does she live? Yeah. 
But like it's really he was just walking and then the dog comes up that we know the dog's been out without a leash and it starts barking at him and he's like, No, no, go away. Like Also it's a corgi. He's a little baby. It was, I, it was so cute. It was, I was like, oh my God, a corgi. And then I was like, wait, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> well, and that was the thing is the security patrol comes up and starts harassing him. And this dog has just run away and nobody yeah. goes after it. Yeah. It's like, like this dog's been like out on a leash or without a leash often. But you're more concerned with this human being. Well, and they were like, what's in the bag? He's like, yogurt. Do you want to look at it? Mm-hmm. Like you can see that it's yogurt. And they're like. Don't put your hands up. Mm-hmm. And then they like throw him, him across the street to slam him on the car mm-hmm. and start making all those comments of like, you've been doing all these break-ins, haven't you? Like, yeah, it's like they're quick to assume. Like they literally just like, you're bad. You're, you did this. Like we, they literally, don't do any police work at he all. He was holding flowers. Literally. Why yes. would he be trying to break into houses? Like you have literally no proof of anything. Like, I'm sorry. Brenda literally like left a car in like episodes ago in the street walked to a gas station talked to a man got a gas can on her own walked back well no she she had to get a ride she got a ride from a stranger but another human being who just happens to be black is walking oh yeah i mean that's the whole point and then they call bhpd which is stupid yeah so dumb and then you know they've harassed him they've like roughed him up all this stuff they Mm -hmm. take him down to the police station he gets questioned and then they have to release him because they have no charges which honestly unfortunately i don't think would actually have been the case because i I think you can hold someone for like 48 hours according to television Mm -hmm. and just uh but the thing is is like it it was a bad thing (laughs) For me to watch this because the night previously I had watched the oh, first yeah. episode of When They See Us. Yeah. And That's for not... people who have not seen that, like, that was around the same time. This was, that was When They See Us. Oh, that was, was wasn't it? Mm-hmm. When They See Us was 89. Oh my God. And I just cannot believe. So, with those two things happening and then thinking about today in the year of our Lord, 2019, that this shit is still happening well but so when they see us is about the central park five right yeah that didn't get resolved until years later years. right like it was 90 i'm sorry it was they were um 2002 yeah so technically Maybe. like in hindsight we know that that was a bad thing yes. but in 1992 they would have just known that five black teenagers were convicted of convicted yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's all they would have known. Exactly. They wouldn't have had, like, definitive proof of, like, false accusations mm-hmm. and false confessions and all that stuff. Like, none of that had come out yet, unfortunately. But Even like, though there was no proof. I can't. I can't. I can't get on that. I can't get on that. I just can't believe, like, I wrote down in here, how is this still a thing? It's always a thing. It's, it makes me so angry and so sad because I'm like... I cannot imagine, I mean, now granted, we are also women and we have our own struggles, but I can't imagine just walking down the street and just being arrested for being you. Mm. Like, are you kidding me? Well, that's the thing. He's literally just walking down the street. By the way, those streets are not lit right. at all. Like, like, why don't you put some street lights in first? Yeah. Let's, let's have a conversation about like, take back the night. If we're mm-hmm. going to talk about like, you know, coming at it from a female perspective, mm-hmm. but like that's. Ugh, it was all terrible because then they even go to 
I guess, the next morning at the Walsh's house, and Jim is on the phone, and they're even calling him a prowler. Yes. No, he was a guy. A person. Walking. He was just walking. Visiting his girlfriend. Yeah, which, like, everyone in this house seems to know that that's what it was, Mm -hmm. and Jim's still on the phone calling it a prowler, and, like, it's just bad. I mean, Cindy even knows it. She's like, oh, my God, this is such a mess. Like, this is terrible. And then Brandon... The mm-hmm. super smart guy that he is decides to go to their house and start asking questions about it. When like this was like kind of really traumatizing for everyone Very involved, and so. you don't need to insert yourself. That's the thing. I know his intentions are pure. His he's trying to do a good thing. Yeah, but he's like trying to check up on them because he knows that the cops came to their house mm-hmm. and and he knows what they're about. He knows they're good people. They're like like. I mean, he's friends with both Robinson and Sharice. Like, he's talked to the family. Like, that's the thing. Like, everything is good intentionally, but, like, he's just sticking his nose in something that he doesn't belong in because he doesn't see the bigger... He does, He can't read the room. And that's the same thing is, yeah, like, Robinson's like, man, I, I didn't hear it. I must have been asleep. Just drop it. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. We're not going to school today. All of this kind of stuff. And Brandon refuses to ask, like, can you explain to me what happened? I don't understand because I've never had to experience this before. He just assumes that he's right Mm -hmm. and tries to force his way into the house and like wants to talk to, you know, Sharice and Mm -hmm. her boyfriend and all of this stuff. And he's like, you need to drop this and you need to leave and we don't want you involved. Yeah. And finally he like blows up because he's like, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. I think he actually says that. I think he actually says, you don't understand or something like that. Well, and even later when he's at the school mm-hmm. and there's just a whole bunch of other horrible things that happen, but he comes up to Robinson and tries to like bribe him, I guess, of being like, well, if you actually want to be the staff photographer, you have to get me to talk yes. to Devo. Like if that's what you want, you have to do this. And then, you know... um, Robinson just says like, oh, I'm sorry. When you saw me, you didn't see the new kid at school. You saw the new, new black, black kid. kid at school mm-hmm. and like blows up there, which by the way, the fact that none of the extras even like turned Reacted. their heads at this, I was like, what is going on here? I know. Like this should be a big deal. I was going to say at this point, that's when the director should have been like, everyone, all extras react. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're going to zoom out and all of you are going to stop and mm-hmm. look and start whispering and like make this into a big deal because like... You know, Robinson kind of blows up at him and, like, shuts the door. And Brandon comes to school. And that's when Steve makes the jungle fever comment. And Brandon takes it as, like, what happened last night. He assumes that everybody knows about the racist cops. Right. Right. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Because then they're like, we were just wondering if you had sex. Yeah. Like, we just wonder if you made it. <laughs> God. I know. It's all bad. Well, and then he goes to Andrea, and Andrea still is like, I don't see where there's a story until she finally gets around to the part of like, well, the security company is hiring loose cannon cops. Like, that's not exactly what's happening here. Like, I don't understand why Andrea isn't seeing that there is possibly like rampant racism going on in this company. Right. And maybe that's where she was alluding to without saying it. Like, it's the whole same thing of like, none of the white people can say the words yes on this episode yeah because like by her saying what loose cannon cops or employees or whatever she says that's probably what she meant but yeah it's like 
it's too awkward for a white person to call it what it is. <laughs> Except for weird twin talk. Yeah. yeah. Because right? then on the ride home, Brandon's ranting and raving about it. And he even says to Brenda, do you think I'm a racist? And Brenda's like, pause, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. And it's like, I genuinely don't think Brandon is. I don't think he's, he's intentionally doing anything. Yeah, I think the problem is that he wants to be this good person and keeps trying to be this good person, but because he can't see the bigger picture and he gets all wrapped up in himself, he can't let anybody teach him what's going on. He it's, can't have it explained. Yeah, it's almost like he's trying to prove to everyone how not racist he is by still not understanding what racism is. Yeah, or no, at least it's, where it's prevalent and like how it's prevalent. It's the same thing of him insisting like I don't see color, I don't do all of that stuff, but like there's a huge thing going on here and you aren't picking up what everyone's throwing down of like this is going to be really detrimental to us trying to get into a new neighborhood right. if you just start bringing up a bunch of politics. Yes, and start investigating and creating things and making them bigger and all this stuff. Because, yeah, I mean, like, when you get down to it, I do think that him calling all of this out was a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the buy-in from the people that it's happening to, yes, that's not great. It's just going to make it worse. Well, and he's literally being a white savior, which is the opposite of what anybody needs to happen. Correct. And, I mean, even while they're in the car, Brenda kind of calls him out on it. She was like, if you didn't think there was a kernel of truth to what he was saying, you probably wouldn't be so angry. Kernel? Popcorn? Popcorn kernel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Good one, writers. <laughs> That's the only thing you, you did right. Snuck that in there. Oh, oh man. Kernel. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's... I do like that when Brenda says something like that and mm -hmm. she can be really calm and she can be like, look, I think you need to take a step back. I He actually does. Yeah. And I think that was great because then they go home and there's that like C plot, I would say. Like I don't even want to call it a B plot. Yeah. Like it's like a D plot of their security system has been malfunctioning and randomly <laughs> going off or like even when it goes off because Brandon opened the door while it was alarmed – they couldn't figure out how to turn it off. Or couldn't remember their passcode or their passcode was wrong or wasn't working or whatever. And only Jim can fix it for some yeah, reason. Like, I don't understand. By just like hitting it. Yeah. I know. Like, like he just hits off a bunch of times. <laughs> like, But whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so it's going off again and Cindy's in the kitchen talking to Mrs. Cooper being like, you don't have to call the security company because they're already here. And so Brandon goes in and sees the security people and that one salesman guy is like, oh, this never happened. We're redoing the whole thing for you guys. And he's like, oh, you have incident reports, don't you? And so he weirdly is a good investigative yeah. journalist and gets Devo's work address, which is interesting, but whatever, um, and decides to drive down to go see him. And just barge in. Yeah, just does. like whatever. But you know, he's starting to head down there and Brenda's like, do you think it's a good idea for you to go alone? Which mm -hmm. I was like, Ugh. but at the same time, I was like, Brandon shouldn't go alone. Like people yeah. could go alone. Yes. Brandon should not well, go alone. And I think she was more or less talking about like, I don't think you should go at all. So yeah, you, like, so if you're going to go take somebody who can get you out of it, like, I take think, Dylan. Yeah. Like, I think she was probably meaning less about like race more about like you you're gonna make this. people mad 
So you should have someone there to witness your ass kicking. Like, yeah, because <laughs> she even, I mean, she brings Sharice down later because exactly. she's like, this is a really stupid idea for you. Well, and even if Brenda goes, like, Devo doesn't know Brenda from Adam. So it's like bringing somebody who does know this situation is probably a good idea. Yeah, because I could easily imagine, like, Devo had no reason to help him exactly. from, the, like, the quote-unquote thugs that right. were going to do right. whatever to him. Right. Which, like... Devo's just a good guy and that's why he did something good for him yeah but like he didn't have to do anything and as soon as brandon starts harassing him about what happened yeah like yeah he should have gotten his ass beat easily always Always brandon should get his ass beat i know he just he needs to learn i know because really like all of it Ugh. it was like again a good opportunity for like the writers should have taken this as a good opportunity to have Devo educate Brandon and the audience, for that matter, on the importance of, like, what's going on as a big picture. Which they kind of do. Like, he yeah. talks about Rodney King being like, you heard about all that stuff. And he was like, that happens all the time. Like, yeah. that's just the only one that really got any news coverage. But that happens. Exactly. So he was like, I'm not going to do anything because, like, my mom had to put all this effort in just to get a cab to get me home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is not new. This was stupid. I shouldn't have gone into an all-white neighborhood knowing this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just just a whole different issue. And, like, I do think that kind of helps educate Brandon. Mm-hmm. And then Charisse and Brenda and Robinson show up. And Brenda breaks the tension with tamales. Yes. And then they take a bunch of photos and then everything's better. Yeah, because then it's like the one of the one of the last things you see is like all the kids are at the Walsh house eating popcorn, crunching popcorn <laughs> really loudly, yeah. and then David is like spitting popcorn out of his mouth because he's just weird. Yes, hella awkward. And then you know Robinson's there too, so like it's cool. We have black friends now. Yeah. We're not racist anymore. <laughs> exactly. And then Dylan reads the one line from Brandon's article. It says, it's when we stop looking at the human race as individuals, we as a generation are in trouble. Cool. Deep, Brandon. I know. I was like, okay. So basically just like nobody should see anybody as color. Mm -hmm. Thank you for telling us, Brandon. We're all better now. Right. Brandon's logic is so broken. It is. Like... It's one thing to not treat people differently based on the color of their skin. However, you can't just ignore that's the their problem. perspective and yes. what they face every day just existing as that person that they were born to be. No, and like, that's that's the whole problem I had with this whole episode is like I don't think Brandon is a racist. Mm-hmm. I think he ends up kind of accidentally falling into that mindset because there's so much he doesn't know and he's ignorant and it takes an entire episode just to teach him one lesson. Yeah. That you shouldn't have to learn. That's yeah, it's exactly like what I said earlier. It's like he's not racist. He just doesn't it's like he tries so hard to prove he's not that he ignores what these people go through. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's like I'm not racist. I see you. It's almost like he's like, I see you as a white person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like on his like pedestal of privilege and cannot see below it. Like he just assumes everyone is on the same level as him. And that's great. 
Except that that's not what it is in reality, and you need to understand those things. Exactly. It's like he's not racist, but he's also not a realist. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of racist, old racist Biddy shows up and is like, you can't cancel your contract because of one incident with the patrol. Mm -hmm. Like, "Mm, that was a pretty big incident. Exactly. Like, maybe everyone should cancel it. Right. I can do whatever the fuck I want, Mrs. Cooper. Yeah. And that's even Cindy's just like, go away. You can come in now. I can't talk to you. We have guests. I'm not going to tolerate this. And then she goes in and the ashes are all there having tea and talking and just like bonding. And this would have been such a great friendship to carry on throughout the show. And we will never see any of them again. Mm-hmm. It's so upsetting because the Walshes need friends. Exactly. I don't think Jim has a single friend. No. no. Cindy at least has one friend. Yeah. A paid friend, but one friend. You know what? It still counts. Yeah. Jim and- has work. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote, unfortunately, this is the last time we're going to see this family, and I hate that this family was the girl of the week. I know. Like, how dare you try and make Shaft the girl of the week? Exactly. Vivica A. Fox. Ugh. <sighs> but that's really all. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else? Not really. I think we covered a lot. I mean, we covered at least... We covered throughout. Like We covered throughout. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot that we didn't cover, yeah. but like, honestly, there were parts in this episode that like my eyes glazed over and I was like, I don't care or this is just like, it's 90s writing. Like there is a different perspective now and I'd be really interested to see how TV shows now handle this kind of stuff because Mm -hmm. you know there are episodes about this all over the place. Like I know, I don't know. Fresh Prince, I mean, but opposite. Like like the way they showed it was opposite because obviously Fresh Prince is a about a family that is black. Mm-hmm. So it was like they did a I, I know they did a really good job back in the day handling it, but it's because they had the other side. Well, I mean, I know Blackish had an episode I think mm. last season that covered yes. a lot of stuff like this and it was supposed to be a fantastic episode. I actually missed it. I I'm heard really it was. sad about it. Yeah, I don't watch the show, but I heard it was really good. Yeah. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine Brooklyn Nine-Nine had that really good show. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine kind of crushes it sometimes. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's so good. Everyone should watch it. It's real good. Everyone should watch it. <laughs> um, well, I guess that being said, what did you grade it? So I originally gave it – I still think I have – I. it's too high of a grade, but I had a good, like, alliteration for it or whatever. Okay. In my opinion. But I gave it a B-, minus, but I, I wish I could give it worse. Like, so give it a B-minus minus <laughs> for – Brand investigative reporting. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but again, I think it's worse than what the grade is. Yeah. So I gave it a D for the four Ds. Oh, God. Dylan, Donna, David, and Devo. Devo. Yo. Because Devo deserves to be in there. He definitely does. He was cool. He was a cool dude. Yeah. And then he got treated poorly. Yeah. Very I poorly. mean, I honestly think like he has straight up no reason to ever be on this show again. Right. Like, there's no way he'd ever go back up to Beverly Hills, and then we're not going to see Sharice again, so there's no point. But I think he's a good character, and I kind of think he should be on the show more. Like, I think there should be some more diversity in this group of Beverly Hills friends. Yeah, no, absolutely. And But you're right. Like, he, as a character, shouldn't want to be back in Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) if they ever invited him over, he'd be like, are you insane? No. Why would I come there again? Like, I would need to be surrounded by white people. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why would I willingly put myself in that situation? Yeah, absolutely not. But yeah, so I gave it a D because I hated it. I thought it was just not good. Totally fair. It wasn't great. Brandon, 
could have been great. I but wasn't. Great. He could have been great, but the thing is, like, I feel like he was the definition of a white savior in this episode, and that shit pisses me off. Yeah, they had a real opportunity to kind of debunk that, and then they just didn't. Yeah, they just fed into it <laughs> instead. I mean, it's just it's the whole thing of like Brandon always has to be the best person on the show, mm-hmm. and I. I just don't think it works sometimes. It doesn't. I really hate his whole white knight thing of like, I'm going to come in and save everybody. It doesn't work when there's the girls of the week. It doesn't mm-hmm. work when there's people of color around. Like, and I think it's like three major reasons why it doesn't work. One, his temper. He just comes in and yells. He's like a bull in a china shop. Yeah, you can predict exactly what's going to happen in the episode. Exactly. Number two, he does. He never sees the big picture. He only sees right in front of him. And even that is like not great. It's questionable. <laughs> And then number three is he's so impressionable that he can literally be convinced of anything. So it's like he hears of one social injustice. He's like, oh, yeah, this is horrible. And he gets outraged about it. But then like also he can be convinced that like he can just do whatever he wants because he like with he's Andrea, privileged. Yeah. Like with Andre, he's like, yeah, just go be you like everyone. Go give him a chance. OK, yeah, I, I do like everyone. I'll go give him a chance. Then this is wrong. OK, yeah, you're right. This is wrong. Wait, I don't know how to handle it. It's like, you know, he's given too much freedom. Yeah without yeah he's just ignorant so it's just it yeah i'm really learning that like brandon as a character is fine but when they try and give him all of this depth Mm -hmm. they don't actually do it well and so he ends up being written as like failing to grow yes or like yeah 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 yeah. because we already had a racist episode like is this in the writer's room where they've just got like the list of episodes that they need that are like okay we're gonna have a really plot heavy episode this week now we're gonna have an episode about race now it's gonna be you know plot heavy for another six episodes now it's gonna be an episode about a girl yeah i think that's an yeah that's an interesting thing. It's almost like they have certain topics that they absolutely need to hit on, but if it doesn't fall on the plot, they have to then do a one-off. Well, and I'm just curious of like, are we going to have another episode about race in season three and what is it going to be about and what can they have Brandon do that he shouldn't already have learned about? Right. So, so I don't know. That. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, what's next week? Next I, week is I'm excited season, for that. Yeah, season two, episode ten. Necessity is a mother. Mommy issues. Mm-hmm. Haven't had that one in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it should be a good one. Hopefully, we'll I see. I hope so. Yeah, we we need a good one. We had such a great one with Emily Valentine, and then I know bring Emily back. I know, but I guess we'll get there next week. All right. Well, until then. You guys can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Back2Podcast. Or if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, you can hit us up on uh, the emails. So (laughs) (laughs) hit us up at Back2Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And also don't forget to leave us a review. Give us a five-star rating and then leave us a review on iTunes or you can, you know, leave us a rating wherever else you get podcasts if that's how it works. But yeah, if you do give us a review, we'll shout you out on the podcast. We like to read those and we'll shout you out. We have a review this week and an uh, an Instagram comment. Mm-hmm. So Mayor from Tennessee, or well, I'm assuming Mayor from <laughs> TN. Mayor from 10. <laughs> comments, what I have been looking for. 
I had wanted a podcast about 90210 for some time, but hadn't found one that was good. This one is perfect. The girls do a good job of discussing the show and listening to each other's ideas and thoughts. The chemistry in the podcast is the best part. Truly, it's like hanging out with the girls talking about an episode. Can't wait for more. And she gave us five stars. Thank you, Mare from TN. <laughs> Thanks, Mare. Yeah, that's a good one. Makes us feel I like it. Fuzzy. I like Well, and I like that, like... It sounds like we're, you know, open and listening to each other's conversations. It's that soft eye contact and spot. Uh, spot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So our Instagram comment, it's from Mary R. Cherry 84. It says, I had been trying to find a podcast about 90210. Found another one, but it wasn't for me. Then I found yours. First, it's great discussions between all three of you. It's great to hear different ideas and thoughts. Second, it feels like I'm sitting around with my friends talking about the show. It's truly one of the best out there. Keep it up. Please don't stop. Girl, don't you worry. We are not going to stop. We got eight more seasons to go. <laughs> also, DM us and tell us who the other podcast was because I really want to know. Ooh, yeah. I do awesome. too. I won't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Are you the same person? <laughs> Send us an email if you are. <laughs> and at, then we'll read that email. At backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Eventually, y'all are going to send us an email. <laughs> Please. It won't be because you don't know how to spell it. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to send emails being like, stop spelling it. We know how to spell. <laughs> what if we've been spelling it wrong this whole time? That would be hilarious. <laughs> send us an like, email about how we've been spelling our email address. <laughs> I got a mailer demon email from the podcast email that you have talked about for 30 episodes. Can you believe it's been 30 episodes? It hasn't, actually. <laughs> it hasn't. Good, because I didn't believe it. <laughs> I, has it been? I think we're on, oh, we might be on episode 30. Mm-hmm. And then technically, we had the like bonus episodes. So. True, true, true. Congrats, guys. It's been 30 episodes. Woo, woo. woo. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> I guess that is all of it. Yeah. So, so we'll see you next week. And from all of us at Back 2 Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.